Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. And in this episode, we've got two new guests for us today, two friends of mine that are newer to the car scene. So I've got uh, Chad and Amanda Towns. Chad's a co-worker of mine, and his wife convinced him to get into cars, which is a great story. You know, that's kind of interesting, Dan. I mean, first of all, you've got a wife that convinces a, a guy to buy cars, and it's their first real collector car, which is really cool. Yeah, it's and they've had a ton of cars, but uh, it's a big transition when you move from somebody who drives your cars because you need a car to driving a car because you enjoy cars. Well, Dan, we should probably get to it. I mean, you know, he's been working all day, and I think she slept till noon or so, so we, we, you know, we've got her in the witching hour right now. I heard it was 2, so we probably should get this started. Oh, we should. Yeah, exactly. she's, she's going to go back to sleep, I mean, pretty soon. Yeah, like 3 a.m. <laughs> you can continue your Stranger Things marathon. <laughs> all right, without further ado, here are Chad and Amanda. Welcome, guys. We really appreciate you taking the time uh, to sit down and be interviewed by us. Um, we know that there are many better things to do. Mostly you're probably your Stranger Things marathon, but thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was fun. They're staring at each other, figuring out who he needs to speak first. <laughs> he knows when to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so first. you guys are not originally from here. And, and, you know, a big part of this podcast is talking about the Pacific Northwest and why people come here. Give us a little bit of background on your story and where you guys come from. Yeah, so... I uh, ended up in the Pacific Northwest. I ended up because it wasn't exactly by choice. Uh, I was in the Army. I uh, got orders to go to Joint Base Lewis-McChord. So I uh, was stationed there for about six years, and uh, she kind of came along with me. It's a hell of a tag-along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we met at Fort Huachuca in Arizona at uh, Intel School with the, the Army. Um, and I'm originally from Kentucky, and so when he got stationed out here, we ended up getting married before his first deployment, and so we were married, what, about 18 months before we even saw each other, kind yeah. of? Yeah. And, and then so I moved out once I'd he got- I'd marry him without looking at him. I mean, so <laughs> he's pretty. So I moved out here and was out here for about 12 months or so, and then he got another deployment, and then I moved back to Kentucky, and then was there another 18 months or so until I finished um, I extended my contract to make more money and then we were at the whim of what are we going to do <laughs> <laughs> and then luckily he got picked up at Microsoft and so then I came and moved back out yeah so all told we were married for six years and spent maybe nine months together Wow yeah <laughs> dang that's a really good story I mean and, and we appreciate your service as always um, but, I mean, you, you said you were both in the intelligence. I mean, that's, you know, can they make you smarter in the Army? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an oxymoron, military intelligence and all that. But uh, <laughs> I enjoyed what I did, but uh, wanted to move on to something else. And, uh, yeah, so uh, found Back a, to the civilian world. Huh? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So found a good job in civilian life and, uh, you know, looking to find things that make m myself happy and pick up new hobbies and, and make new friends. And you and Dan are kind of in the same area, right, with uh, Microsoft? Uh, correct? Yeah, so work is the operative word. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, gotcha. we cohabitate the same place and Very nice. pretend like we're uh, doing the same things. But, uh, yeah, no, I've been working with Dan for a good while now. Yeah. So, I mean, being that you grew up in Kentucky and you're originally from Texas, right? Yep. Do you enjoy the Pacific Northwest? What, I mean, you, you said you didn't really want to come here, so uh, yeah, explain so yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty happy in Texas. Uh, have the Southern hospitality thing going and, you know, oh, bless your heart and hey, y'all, and come back now you're here and 
all that. But uh, you really can't say anything you want about somebody as long as you say bless her heart. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Cajun food. Exactly. But uh, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So of all the places, you know, I didn't have any friends or family up this way, so it was just kind of odd moving up here and kind of feeling my way out and and you know making it my home away from my family home. But now I've been living here, and it's hard to say I'm not from Washington when I've been here for close to a decade. So. Uh, well, we just got word from the governor. Welcome. You're officially a citizen. <laughs> <laughs> We're still working on yours. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what uh, you guys have driven all over the place. I mean, moving that many different places. You guys have probably been all over the U.S. practically. In a U-Haul, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are nice. And we'll have a governor. <laughs> just back and forth across the country. Uh, before I left for the Army, just loved to go on long drives, do road trips, multi-day road trips all across the southern U.S., uh, after we finished Intel school in the Army, we had a three-day break. Uh, two of those days we spent, we did a 1,200-mile lap around uh, all the major sites in Arizona. So, uh, yeah, we just had a really short time frame, and we just wanted to drive. So, uh, 600 miles a day? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, wow. the, the rental company gave us a PT Cruiser. which <laughs> Oh, a PT <laughs> Loser. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay, which, yeah. I, which I really abused, and I learned, like, the top limits of the car. <laughs> but uh, it I was, was pretty still, like a rental. I was going to say, those <laughs> are still pretty low for top limits. But, yeah. <laughs> but, so. uh, yeah, I uh, had a great time driving around and getting to see the sites, but that's been a thing that we've really enjoyed is just going on long drives. Nice. Well, and, well, kind of funny you say that because now you've got a car you drive on short drives. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got one hell of a car. So, yeah, let, let's back up here. So, you have you were telling us that you were watching car videos all this time and in can try to convince him that you needed a needed a, a fun car, right? Yeah, so all the time, like anytime, like it just is this thing of like, I don't know, watching YouTube and I'm like, oh, here's a here's a muscle car and they're like revving the engine and I'm like, Chad, come listen to us. I'm like, this is a real car. This is a man's car. Like not like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not like those little like, like especially when we live down in Olympia, everybody has a just little. Just so we're uh, clear, she likes men's cars, but she drives a Fiat 500. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not the car she tried to convince him to buy. <laughs> yeah, so. No, so like we lived in Olympia with everybody with their their really small cars and the really big mufflers, all the little rice burners. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no. I was like, that's a lawnmower. I was like, this is a real car. And he's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've always seen cars, collector cars or, uh, you know, fancy sports cars is like just way out of my league and not affordable or uh, not practical, right? I try to be really practically minded. And, of course, I end up with, you know, commuters and stuff like that that's really helped me, you know, get from point A to point B or save money. But uh, haven't exactly enjoyed them, been proud of them. <laughs> it hasn't really helped me make friends in the car community. So uh, what was the process? So you, you knew, obviously, you were aiming towards like a muscle car or an oldies Muscle cars. Yeah, so between, I would say between like mid to late 50s to like late 60s and... The golden years. The golden years and yeah. uh, Chevrolets. I don't know why. I just, I'm drawn to like, you know... The I don't know anything about that. The old SS's. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> even planning next one. I was like, we should get a 62 Corvette. And he's like, where are we going to put it? And I was like, we need a bigger garage. We need to move out of our house and get a bigger garage. That's why buying cars is expensive because you yeah. have to buy houses too. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, so... Uh, so everybody's probably like, well, what kind of car do they have? Yeah. You, if you've been to uh, Exotics or the local shows, you've probably seen their car. They have uh, the spicy eggplant, the beautiful 1957 Chevy Bel Air, and not just any Bel Air, the complete, perfect resto rod Bel Air. I mean, there is few and far between you see a car this nice, especially that color. Yeah. Our expensive, our expensive purple paint job. That's that's why it's called the spicy eggplant. Chad coined the term because they said it was uh, 
like metallic cherry, but cherry's kind of a more like red color on the older cars, and so and it's just such a deep like purple to it. Yeah, it's so. a black like violet pearl. I had a '93 RX7 R1 with the same color actually. Uh, believe it or not, my uh, good friend Jeff painted it. I was, I don't know where I found that color, but it's almost the exact same color, and it's okay. a stunning car. So give me a little more. So you knew you wanted a muscle car, and and did you did you look at multiple cars? Did you find this and go, that's our new baby? How did? Uh, it's always like online, so I always like check the prices, especially for the Bel Airs. I have like this spot for fifty-seven Bel Airs for I don't know. I blame it on my grandfather was like a car guy, owned a garage, all that, and had a bunch of old like Buicks, and so I blame it on that because me and my brother were kind of more like towards like cars and stuff, and so I just happened to like see it, and I'm like, well, I was like, let's go, like let's go sit in it, let's go. Like, I was like, I was like, and it was I've at a local dealership one. here up mm-hmm. at yeah, uh, Cats, Cats Exotics. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so, and also, I was like, I've never sat in one. Mm-hmm. I've never like seen one up like that close in person and stuff. Like, like just let's just go and look at it. And so we went. I think it was like a Saturday, mm-hmm. like after Exotics. I was like, let's just drive up there and look at it. So they're like, okay, like. Like Jonathan was like, we'll start it up for you and all this stuff. And I was like, give the keys to him. I was like, let him start it up. I was like, I know you how already, I, I was you like, I know how I feel you about this. The I was door. like, I know yeah, how yeah, I feel yeah, about yeah. this. She was working on me. And so, you know, me being the more practically uh, uh, financially sound one in the relationship, <laughs> <laughs> wanting to make smart choices, uh, you know, what are we going to get out of this? You know, how is this going to affect our lives or make things better for us? And, you know, is this a good price for the car? And, and Remind you know, me to never take you car shopping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really hard to say, like, oh, this is going to improve my life in so many ways. But Logic. Uh, <laughs> sitting in the car, firing it up, and just hearing it and feeling it and, like, uh, I don't know, just feeling came over and like, wow, I have to have this car now. <laughs> now <laughs> yeah. now you know how I felt with all the car videos. Yeah, it's, it's, like. it's, it's not so much like numbers on paper or, you know, trying to like, you know, justify it in some way. You know, I, I did, felt like I needed the car and then we got the car. And you've driven it twice? Three so. times? <laughs> so. Yeah, but you look much better. And to, to be fair, they've only had this car a few months, which is one of the reasons we bought, brought them in, because they're so new to the car scene, and I wanted genuine, real feedback from people that are brand new to the Pacific Northwest car scene. Um, you guys have been to Exotics almost every Saturday that's come mm-hmm. up, and other shows, too, that you've we been did, to. Uh, uh, we did the Tri-5 down at uh, the Triple X that's part of the is Northwest Bron- Classic Chevy Car Club, I think, because we're part <laughs> of them. That's a local beer joint, yeah. or burger joint. <laughs> and so that that was like what we had the car not even 24 hours and we got a phone call and like hey like someone knows that you've got a 57 like they're doing the 57s this year because this is the anniversary for them can you come and we're like okay like so, so went down and did that um, that was a lot of fun, and it's definitely an old guy magnet. I have more <laughs> friends now that are over the age of fifty than I think I'd ever imagine having. We know you like having. the younger men, yeah, so well, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so give me a little bit of background. I know you're going to be the one on this, of the build on this car, because this was not just a like, oh, we found a fifty-seven, and you know we're going to do some work. This was this was a frame off. Whoever the person that built this car put some love and, and care into it. And I get that every time because we recently yeah. went to get the carburetor looked at and they said they put it up on the rack and they're just like this car because it's purple. It's completely purple underneath too. You can eat too. off the undercarriage of this car. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is a keeper car. You don't need another. There's, there's, there's not really anything to improve. It's just to change the taste of the way you want it. It's not, there's no like oh it needs this. It's just like well maybe I would do this differently. Which is a pretty cool and rare thing to find in a resto rod. Which um, with that car I, I mean and you know how my mind and your mind works, Dan. I could do a lot with cars. I don't think I'd change anything. Uh, and I'm not even a huge fan of, like, the oh. purple. I yeah. changed the door locks. They were the the, the. black rubber, and now they're chrome. <laughs> you didn't get the one needed, with the dice? It Come needed on. more chrome. <laughs> more chrome. Well, it's, but with a classic car like that, and 
is a lot of your love for that the, the cars, the classic cars, come from where you grew up in Kentucky? Like it's like to me, it seems like that's what, like the classic m- American muscle. I think so. Yeah, there's a lot. Like especially being like National Guard, everybody had old cars. Like they bring like when the days were nice, like they bring in their like SSs or their mm-hmm. like other cars just to like drive up to the armory just to drive for that day and stuff like that. And it's just like I was like I will like one day I'll make enough money or he'll make enough money for us <laughs> to be able to, to afford one of these cars because like. You know, and then the place the prices fluctuate because it's like we had problem trying to get the auto loan um, because they're like, well, we want like the bank sheet, and they're like, well, they run anywhere from like you can buy the rusted frame for a hundred or like ten thousand dollars to one that's like one hundred fifty thousand dollars that's had everything completely built from the ground up. Yeah. So. And all of us, I mean, we want to talk about the price in there, but uh, you guys got a steal on that car. You get cats hooked you up. That was a fantastic buy on that car. Yeah. So I asked two questions, and I asked one question, and then and then I asked another question, which is, but the build on this car, the build up, oh, like the I said, we yeah, talking. Sorry. sorry, that's sorry. my fault. <laughs> we, got, we got distracted. Um, so yes, the build on it. So it has a newer engine. We believe it's a uh, ZZ4. So it's like Corvette engine V8. Um, it gets what we get about 320 horsepower on it. Uh, like from the from the dyno, just under three. Well, now you do. Yeah, now we do. So now we do because yeah, we'll we had a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of issues with that. Um, and what else? It's got it's just everything's chromed because um, <laughs> it's got the chrome on the radiator. It's got um, you get that custom air cleaner cover in there. Yeah, it has yeah. a custom air cleaner cover on it. Um, so even the suspension, I think, is. Yeah, every so everything's newer on it, so it's like yeah. it's got like newer brakes, newer suspension, which is nice, and it drives like because it basically drives it drives like a I would say like a probably like a newer Cadillac, like a big Sounds big amazing. Cadillac. And it had six hundred miles on it when we drove it off the lot. Yeah, yeah, literally six hundred miles on this build, so this thing is brand new. And my favorite feature of the whole car is the fact that the license, the real license plate, is hidden away on yeah. a suction on a vacuum system that only drops down when when you start the car. Yeah. And you guys, I mean, it's got a nice stereo under the trunk is even spotless in this thing. It's like mm-hmm. you can pop the trunk panels off and, like, you get underneath. That's when you know the sign of a good build is you pop panels off and it still looks perfect. Yeah, they paint, they painted past where they needed paint past. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and it, I was going to say, the the stereo stuff, is, I think it's, like, the one thing you, I've heard you complain about. Like, the only thing I've heard you complain about. That's <laughs> the thing everybody complains about, though, is those stereos. So, the stereo, like, this, the stereo does not work now. The CD player, like, we unplugged it and plugged it back in, and it, like, completely kaputted. The so. CD player, your 1957 yeah, Bel Air. Yeah, we have a CD player. That's so weird. I know, it's weird. <laughs> but the radio doesn't even work now, so now I have to, like, figure out that. Well, we, we've looked up how to fix it, and troubleshooting is pretty tough. So, the company stopped making parts for it, stopped producing diagrams and everything. So, really, the only people who know it work on it is people who know how to like gut radios and fix them you know from just feel well i'm assuming there's some of those those the, i mean they make a lot of those retrofitting radios that come that yeah, yeah. So we, we'd have to actually. replace it with something completely yeah. new or we just leave to. it and not turn it on that's what i'm thinking <laughs> and then just figure out another way to plug something you gotta else cruise in. with tunes especially yeah. in that car oh yeah I mean, exactly absolutely it's what? so weird to like hold up a phone <laughs> while we're driving down the road <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say anything well, a lot of people put like a newer radio in the glove box or something well so. it's funny jonathan zubrick who who he bought the car from um his he has that beautiful e30 m3 but it's he has kept it 100 percent true to form. So for his stereo, he has his phone and a giant Bluetooth speaker that he sits on the back. Nice. <laughs> he's well, like, yeah. He's like, I'm not putting a stereo. Just do it. Just add weight. That, that's like, weird. Um, yeah, we got some old Pioneer speakers that are like underneath the seat, and we had to figure out how to like. Well, it doesn't work now, but we were gonna figure out how to like boost the bass because they set it to like be like an old car radio, and I was like, there's no bass or anything on this. Yeah. It's weird. No, there's an interesting story too beyond uh, beyond, but the build on this car and how you acquired it or how cats acquired it, I should say, is kind of a sad story. But it's it's an interesting one. Um, 
I'll let you tell it. Go ahead. Yeah, so originally it started out in up towards Maryville. If I'm not, the guy actually lives in, like, Stanwood because I've been thinking about, like, messaging him or, like, <laughs> like, like, e- like mailing him and being like, do you have any photos of the build? Because I really would like photos of, like, child is in good, arm, least, good yeah. hands here. Yeah. And so, yeah. so it started out, like, there, and I'm not sure what had happened, like, with that. And he ended up selling it and then ended up with a guy out in Connecticut who had a son who's, I think, a year either older or younger than my brother. And then something happened because I've looked up, like, because I have... Uh, I got his name off of one of the boxes that had the car cover in it because it came with two car covers Mm -hmm. and like all this other stuff and so somehow his son just like passed away like unexpectedly and so they had from whatever from cats is they had probably about 10-15 cars he just liquidated like he didn't want them I assume they were his son's cars and they probably had a big garage and was just like I don't want them and so cats got it and so they were excited that it was coming back here because now it's like local again and so we ended up buying it but yeah it's Kind of a sad, a sad story. Sad there. story, but it does show the uh, the car community nationwide. The you know yeah. fathers and sons working together, and I think I could probably I would probably be that way too. It's like if you're working on a car with a family member and that family member passed you. Every time you look at that car, you're going yeah. There's memories. Some, there's, some, there's some joy in knowing that the car is going and creating a new passion in somebody else. I've mm-hmm. always I've, I, there's been a few of my old cars I've kept track of my old Corvette, my old RX7 and stuff. And as much as I hated that car, I love that they both went to true enthusiasts who love them like. When you still have those tracking devices on all those cars, right? right. <laughs> so it's very easy to find them. Yeah, exactly. So. What uh, what made you choose this Bel Air versus? Uh, I mean, I know he had a really nice Camaro with in there at the time. There was another Bel in there, kind of convertible. Obviously, that one was super pricey, but I mean, there was other cars. It, it keeps coming down. Someone else should buy it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I originally was like hardcore on the like black with the red interior because that's been like uh, classic that's Bel-Air just color. the classic yeah. Bel Air color and so we went to see it and like online like because I was like why do they keep saying it's purple it's purple it's purple so we went and like you don't see the purple until you see it in person it's really hard to photograph and so I was like oh and I was like and the inside's just kind of like just plain plushy gray and stuff yeah, like that and it's got the, the digital dash which is nice but when you have it off like people because we always started up at the car shows um so we just, I think it's just because it was like close enough. Yeah, I think it was more the attention to detail for me. So just seeing the car and like you said, looking underneath it, oh wow, like everything is, is you know, overdone in this car to the point where, uh, you know, it's show ready, we're going to buy it like this. And then, you know, growing up not working on classic cars and not really knowing a lot about it, I wanted something that, you know, we could just drive off the lot and start taking to car shows and enjoy and, and introduce into the community. And that's uh, usually a better way to do it. I tell people that just starting out, if they're like, oh, I want to do a project car, but they've never done it before, I'm like, you guys have no idea yeah. how much work is involved in a project car, especially if you are not growing up a gearhead where you've worked on project cars I, I've seen, life. we have all the receipts of, of yeah. what you put into that yeah, car. Yeah, but that's, a, that's really neat, though, and it took about, that has followed the car. And it took, yeah. I think it started about 2003, and then he finished it about... 2015-ish, I think. So it was just a very... That sounds about right. Very, yeah, I was going like, to say. Very long, like, process. But, I mean, if you look at the, like, the Dan Chuck catalog of, like, the price of just, like, just, like, the front little panel that has... It's got the little Chevy emblem and it's that strip of, like, chrome. Just that. Nothing else. It's, like, $150. I was like, <laughs> I never want to get in a car wreck with this thing because, like, I was like, we'll get our money back and then that's, like, it. We'll not be able to fix anything on it. So... So I know this is jumping ahead, but you would probably already have another car in mind. Like I, I, mean, I told you, I have a <laughs> you want, you want the a '62 uh, Corvette. You, you want Corvettes next? Okay. Well, it, it needs a garage mate, yeah. to say the least. None yeah. of us can follow you on that one. We're going to yeah. talk more a little, a little bit more about that when we get back. But first, a uh, quick word from one of our sponsors. All right, and we're back. So when you bought the car, it, 
I drove it when you first, shortly after you first got it, mm-hmm. and it was one hell of a cruiser. Besides idling at like forty, um, what did? You, but I said yeah, you went to drive, and it, it starts driving like to yeah. twenty, and I'm like, walk farther ahead if you're gonna park me. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys actually had to do some tuning, uh, and which I insisted you do because I was like, you guys need to go get this thing tuned, and which re- worked out really well. Uh, so. Tell me more about that. So we took it up to uh, Carb Connection up in Kirkland, and they're amazing because they actually talked to me because I, I hate going to car places, and they talk to Chad, and I'm like, no, this is my car. I'm the car person, not him, um, which was great about Katz as well because yep. he probably knew that I was the deciding factor <laughs> of whether we were going to buy it. You were just the money. Um, I think it's all the posture. You walk in the door and like, oh, she's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I got that today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So the carburetor was – it had a bit of like misfiring, which we found out the – the bolts weren't screwed down all the way, and so it had actually cracked the little plastic gasket that goes on it, and so it was, like, completely misfiring, and it was, like, completely blacked out because they showed us what it looked like. And then it had, I believe it was the throttle the throttle rod. Yep. It was, like, a little off where then they had to shave something down, and so, like, now it, it runs, like, a completely different car. It sounds kind of like a loud truck now instead of, like, oh, like in your, like you guys, in your you face. You guys got a bunch of extra horsepower out of that, too, did you not? I, yeah. I think so. We haven't run a – we didn't rerun a dyno – did they rerun the dyno after they fixed the no. carburetor? I don't think so. Not after this second trip, but yeah. uh, but it sounds better, which is important. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's so it was, quiet now. Like it's yeah, it weird. was a little bit of a roar. It was almost the point where you're getting tinnitus after driving the car for an hour, <laughs> and uh, now it's got like a soft purr, and it just it sounds like a classic car should. Yeah, and that's a, something with older classic cars, especially well, anything carbureted at this point. If you're not on top of it, like people talk dynos all the time, they just want to talk about bragging numbers, which is stupid. That's not really what a dyno is for. You can talk numbers all day, but you don't drive numbers. Which we have talked about many times on here before. You're not bitter about that, Dan. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You went like, to a dark place there for a minute. <laughs> dyno numbers are great, but they don't mean anything when it comes to driving a car besides the bragging rights. So, tuning a car properly, though, is where it's at, especially with an older car that's carbureted. Once it's tuned properly and you've had it up on the dyno and you can see uh, highs and lows in your in your in the graph, I mean, it cha- completely changes the way, especially a car like this drives. It, it goes from being, okay, it's nice, but. Now it's something you just you get in, you drive, starts easy, drives easy, like and it's not guys, deafening. Yeah. <laughs> the guys at Car Connection, Brad's Custom Auto, they, they do a ton of work in the area and they know carburetors. So I'm really glad you guys got that worked out. It's such a cool car to see driving around. I love seeing the crowd. Can you guys pull in? Yeah, yeah it's it's show. definitely it's definitely not a car that you take anywhere. Like we took it the first day we had it, we took it down to the little hardware store in town and there was like we went just to get some screws and came back out and there was like a crowd of like twenty people around. It's not a car you take and like have to be in a hurry to get anywhere because everyone wants pictures, everyone wants to like talk about it, which was nice about the dyno because like they were asking about horsepower and I'm like I was like I can tell you the specs of the engine, but I was like, I don't know how they tune the engine, so and all that. I love seeing you guys come into this. Like, this is a really neat little, like, like I was saying uh, on our, our break, like, they're kind of new to the car community, and they're being birthed, and they're just, like, it grins on their face from ear to ear, and they're just loving it, which I think is, it's always fun to see somebody else take a passion that you already have and, and discover it. Yeah, so, it's funny we were talking I about I hope to do that with intelligence someday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become more intelligent. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> We were laughing about that with the Flynn's in our last episode. They were like, oh, if you want to make friends in Pacific Northwest, just buy a car because you will have this, this giant... We had 20 of them outside the hardware store. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's the difference between, like, here and, like, Kentucky or Texas is, like, a lot of people drive, like, hoopties or, like, they beat their cars into the ground because, like, um, I would always get... Oh, before I married him, I was married before, I would get, like, 
my ex would like harass me about he's like why are you changing the oil so often and i was like you can't change the oil too often in a car i was like it'd be better than not changing the oil and then like destroying the engine because i don't know how many people i knew cracked their head gaskets or like completely blew their engine my sister did that like not changing oil so well that, that's a good topic of you you're speaking about when you guys grew up so what kind of cars did you guys have growing up i mean were, were you were you a car girl growing <laughs> up i had or? a lot of cars i actually didn't start driving till i was like 20. um i had a permit and then just kind of was like uh, never really like it was me i wanted to buy a computer instead of buying a car and so that's what i ended up doing um because like Kind of growing up in the South, everyone's like, oh, they're your new best friend if you have a car and like want to take you everywhere. And so I was kind of like, eh, not so much. So my first car was a 2001 Nissan Sentra, which <laughs> was a zippy car. Um, and then I traded it in on a Wrangler because I'd always wanted a Jeep and then ended up trading the Jeep for a 2005 Mustang because I was like, oh, the, in, the the trunk's not big enough on the Jeep because they're tiny. It's like the size of my Fiat, which Mustang? is funny. Guys. Yeah. yeah. So I ended <laughs> you up getting... You can take the trunk off in the Jeep. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up getting a Mustang and then I had that for a while and ended up trading in because I was going to wrap myself around a tree because I had a lot of road rage then and like drove drove it it's mad. It's not you, it's the car. Yeah. And it was bad in Kentucky because we get flash flooding and trying to drive that thing when it's really wet is like yeah. ridiculous because it would fishtail like everywhere. And so then I ended up getting like a, my Vol or a Volkswagen Rabbit and I had that, I think until I almost paid it off and then they came out with the Fiat's and then I wanted a Fiat. Now you've both owned, you've both so owned VW Rabbits, right? Or yeah, do? we had a his yeah. and hers for a while. Because oh, yeah. mine was white and his is silver. He yeah. still has his. Yeah. I didn't so, even know they still made those cars. They're yeah. neat cars. Like, uh, they stopped, I think they stopped the branding drive. in 2008 yeah. and then yeah, they changed it now. to the, the Golfs, which it's still the same car. Yeah, Dan same car. knows this, but my technically my very first car was a Power Wheels, was a Volkswagen Rabbit Cabriolet. <laughs> so, you know, I was styling, uh, driving around the girls around the back porch until yeah. I drove off and one of them slapped me. So I thought, because I thought it was the Dukes of Hazard. But <laughs> so, okay, and now, now you have uh, a Fiat? Yeah, now I have a 2013 Fiat, which it's okay. It's a little clown car. <laughs> There's no trunk space. Yeah. Easy to park. Um, yes, we take it. I understand why you got the Bel Air now. <laughs> we, take it, we take it to Seattle because like that's our car of choice because you can literally park it anywhere. Mm. I'm pretty sure you could probably push it. You could park like, it you, nose you in. You could probably like push <laughs> it in and stuff like that. So, uh, and then you've had, we actually paid off the Rabbit because that's how we were able to get the Bel Air. Yeah. So that was the first car I've ever paid off. I've always like had a perpetual car loan forever. Right. She owned one of your cars. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Owned nice. one of our cars. And how about you? So you had the rabbit that you yeah. now own. Congratulations. Yeah. So <laughs> starting at the beginning, uh, I started driving the family suburban with my twin brother. So there's uh, two of you. There's yes. two. They're not identical. Wow. Though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, we drove that. Uh, like we stole it and uh, ended up being more my brother's car than anything else. He uh, was seeing lots of girls and had to have a ride to get back and forth. So. Uh, I ended With up a big backseat. Priorities. <laughs> Two big backseats. It's a Suburban. Yeah. I can either confirm nor deny what happened with the car, but uh, he ended up driving it a whole lot more than me, so I had to get my own wheels. So I uh, ended up with a uh, 1998 Mitsubishi Galant. Uh, but did you, you had a car before that that you didn't get to drive. Oh, the yeah. The lemon so, car. Yeah. So uh, I was working with my parents. They were looking for a car, and it was like a Nissan Altima that exploded on the highway on its way home to me. So uh, that <laughs> Never I, got it. I, this I, close. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. I think I was, you know, on the paperwork for maybe two hours or something like that. So don't really count that one. But 
Yeah, uh, much. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so, so moved from, you know, a shared uh, beater uh, to an exploding car into my actual first car, uh, the Gallant, and uh, I put 100,000 miles on that car uh, in the first 18 months of owning it. That's uh, easy to do in Texas. Yeah, I I, mean. <laughs> well, yeah, so, I mean, wide open roads and, and long distances between everything, but uh, I was displaced by a hurricane, and so was living a little bit further up north in uh, East Texas. I would drive down to... Uh, he says that so graciously. I was displaced. By, by a hurricane. Yeah. Like, only in the yeah. South does so, that So happen. my hometown was wiped out, and I wanted to finish high school with all my friends growing up where I, I you know, grown up as a child, and so we drive down to the coast every morning, drive back up north, uh, had a job, you know, somewhere in between uh, home and, and school, and then ended up dating a, a, a girl that lived even further away, so it, yeah. It was, <laughs> Who was she? <laughs> well, we've established when we met, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so no history there. Just put a ton of miles on the car and uh, doing road trips with my brother, driving up to Dallas and all across the southern U.S. and and back and forth uh, to like Austin and San Antonio. Just I don't know. I wanted to go somewhere. I just go right, and the the cost of gas was cheaper than lots of other forms of entertainment. So I just really love learned to love uh, driving my car a lot. Uh, surrendered that to my older brother. It was kind of on its last leg after all the miles I put on it, and uh, ready to uh, blow up. Yeah, it, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It, 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 it essentially blew up, blew up right after <laughs> I left for the army. Right, seems to be a pattern. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So upgraded into an actual standard commuting car. That's uh, what normal people would want to drive around. So I ended up with a rabbit. Uh, Amanda convinced me that first. Was, first, you wanted some big, huge pickup truck to like lug your gear in. Okay, I was like, first right. of all, trucks in the trucks in the Pacific Northwest. We're finally buy into the yeah. Texas. I was like, I was like, trucks here are kind of bad because it's so yeah. wet, and I was like, your gear's gonna get wet like yeah. all the time. So and I was like, you can throw all your gear because it's amazing how much stuff you can put in the back of like put the seats down the hatchback of a rabbit and put all that stuff in. Like it's amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, there was a distinction in what I wanted and what I could have, so I ended up getting a, a, a commuter car, and, and it was a, a 2008 Rabbit, and just been driving that uh, ever since. So I've that's put, still your daily? Yeah, my daily, I put, I put probably 115,000 miles on it so far, but that's spread out over many years and uh, on deployment, so I had to winterize it and, and you know set it up in storage and stuff whenever I was going on deployments, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's done really well for me. Well, somebody had just stayed with it instead of moving back to Kentucky. I know, but I don't know what I would have done with two <laughs> no, cars. No. <laughs> Although now we have three. <laughs> I think you have the energy to drive two cars. <laughs> you could get away with it. So tell me more. You guys have just broken into the car community fresh, which is why we got you guys here in the first place. Uh, how has your experience been jumping into the car scene head first? Because you really did. When you get a car like that, you don't ease your way in by getting something, some starter block build. You guys went straight to the top, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the worst thing is when people ask us about engine stuff, and I'm like, I don't know, I didn't build it. Like, because they're like, oh, they're like, what kind of what gasket is this? How did you do this? And I'm like, I didn't. I'm like, sorry. Uh, or or who's, who's your uh, who's your guy for this? And I'm like, I don't, I don't have a guy yet. Everybody's <laughs> been really nice, other than our very first car show. The guy we parked next to was trying to tell us how we should wipe the car down and do all these things. And if we use too much microfiber, we're gonna. I want to try to find him next year because we're planning on getting Ceramic Pro on it because of the paint job. Yeah, and yeah. I want to go and like like scrub really hard on it. And <laughs> Like, yeah, teach him a lesson melt. by scrubbing through your paint. So we need to own the car for 48 hours. We go to the Tri-5 show, and a guy trying to be maybe helpful is kind of, you know, the helper guy at the, the gym. Condescending helpful. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, saw that we were junior, and we talked about it. We had just bought the car. In fact, we had, like, the little uh, uh, temporary license in the back even when we showed up to the car show. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're trying to 
you know, maybe mansplain or carsplaining. I don't know if there's like a word for it. I don't think it, I've ever seen a man use the word mansplain. <laughs> it's different. Okay. But that's more that's what he's doing. It's like, basically the same thing. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, th- I think you know how to drive a car, but let me tell you how to drive a car. Or I think you know how to like wipe dust off your car, but let me really show you how to do it. Right. And we're in the act of wiping the car off when we first show up. I think you, you know, really know how to piss off, but let me show you how to piss yeah. off. Right. Right. So, so <laughs> exactly. we have a little bit of experience with that, but um, I mean, overall, the, the community has been like overwhelmingly positive. People want to, you know, learn who we are and, and get to know us and not really uh, not really so much for like us I think it's more interested in the car right? yeah. like hey come come you know come check out the car bring and, your car and to this because yeah, 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 exactly. connection he said another another guy that had how big of an engine he had he had a 526 engine and a 57 Bel Air the guy drag races it and was like walking circles around our car and I was like you know I would like to see his car he was yeah. like that sounds amazing but the cool thing is like people when they come to talk to you it's not just about the car itself it's you know there's a story attached to it it's you know hey my, my dad drove this or some of the older guys like oh I drove this or my dad drove this or something like that and so you know they want to relate to you in a way that uh, you know they're, they're being friendly and, and have, find some common ground right and, and I think cars are really great for that because I'm sure there's lots of people that we would have never talked to in our lives have have we not bought the car right and so they want to come up and and some you wish you still hadn't (laughs) yeah but but they you know they want to tell us a story or something personal and and uh kind of bond over just being interested in the same thing but you but you are the rare unicorn in the car world because you're new to the car world and you bought a car that traditionally belongs to an age bracket that you're way below right so did you dan yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) staring at me across the table thinking huh dan's corvette (laughs) yeah exactly So, I mean, I just think that's really cool. Like I said, I mean, and you guys are going to create your own stories with them, and you already have. I mean, you know, good and bad. I mean, it's going to be, and you'll learn more. I mean, I, I figured eventually you'll put together a fact sheet, and you can just hand it over to them. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my car. This is the card. Here's everything you wanted to know. Here's how much horsepower it has. <laughs> well, and that's one of the first things she said she wanted to do, too, is going to the Tri-5 show, especially, you know, people have props or they have little card shows. Oh, my gosh, they're crazy. Uh, yeah, they're they're they have a card. Oh. Or even well, the little, the little kids that hang over the hood and all yeah, that. And, yeah, and, yeah. you know, some of the guys would write, like, really long essays over. It was like, like, a, know, it was like a dating stuff. site. It was like, welcome welcome to Car Tinder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's an idea, Car Tinder. That's funny. That's actually... I don't want to date you, but I want to date your car. Yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, wait, 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 I could probably make a show out of this. Yeah, <laughs> this could work. This could work. So you guys have been involved in other communities as well, and I actually want to draw some parallels to that because it's uh, anytime you get people that are really, really, really passionate about things, you get some interesting communities. And you guys are big. Uh, you're five hundred first members. Yes. Yep. So you're big into cosplay. That was, I mean, before you got into cars, I knew you were into cosplay. Well, and I, a yeah. lot of people don't know what the five hundred first is. Okay. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. We can break it down. Okay. Yeah, so so tell us about uh, the cosplay stuff because that's huge in Seattle. Yeah, cosplay is huge. huge now. Like it's it used to not be, and he used to actually cosplay before I even started because you started back in the day. Back in the yeah. day, I should have brought that picture. Um, so he did a pictures don't work real well. He did on, a on radio, uh, but yeah, I know. I'll describe it to <laughs> yeah, you. Exactly. So back when Chad yes, was like the picture, yeah. when Chad was like what. Much more handsome. Much more skinny, like <laughs> that tiny. Mean, could that be possible? He looked, he looked like a he looked like a young strapping lad. Um, he did a, a Green Lantern cosplay. And he actually won something for that. And this is back yeah. then. Conventions were like tiny, like they they weren't like what they are today. Yeah. So it was uh, the Dallas uh, Comic Con did a costume contest and got first place. It was super cool. I felt really positive about it because another guy that showed up in like a full Predator getup and had like the little. Uh, you know, motorized gun that popped over his shoulder and shine lasers out of it. Wow. Like lots of 
you know, crazy stuff that went into it, but mine was So more you didn't have an animated green suit like a certain... Please <laughs> <laughs> don't make it animated. animated. Not at all. And I picked an obscure one, too. It was a Guy Gardner, so it was like an, you know, the weird version of, like, Green Green Lantern or whatever for, for people that care. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I thought it was fun to do it and go, you know, all out, like, further than most people do for a standard Halloween costume, not something you could buy. You had to make it. Uh, it, it was just something I enjoyed. And then after we're getting out of the army and, you know, looking for hobbies or something to kind of occupy the time where we're not, you know, deployed or exercising out in the woods or whatever we had to do. But uh, she was interested in, you know, costuming or cosplaying in general and said, you know, let's pick something that's uh, expensive and <laughs> time-consuming <laughs> and let, let's go, like, uh, you know, 100% uh, at, at the beginning and, and not hold back at all. So... So 501st is the Star Wars Costume Club. It's the villains because the good guys are in Rebel Legion. So And, and we're in actually both. Um, and so we started out with, uh, we did Sand Troopers, which are, like, because we always get called Storm Troopers. So they're the Storm Troopers, but they're the dirty ones, and they're the ones that are on Tatooine. Um, the, like, uh, what is he? I don't need to see your identification. Yeah. I have that it's a not lot. not the droids you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. And so it's those guys. And so we ended up buying a kit from a guy that, has modeled his build off of like the original costumes and there's I can point out all the little I know way too much about these costumes yeah. than I want to. We need to get um, them and Jason. And the originals were yeah. perfect. Like and so so there's flaws. all kinds of flaws on the originals and so they're based off of that and so you basically get a big brown box because that's the thing everybody shows their unboxing of their big brown box and it's just all these pieces of plastic that have been um, yeah, vacuum vacuum formed mm-hmm. and so they're all what they're about two millimeters thick I think. Yeah. And so you get this kit and you have to trim it all up and like get it to fit you. And so we're, and I'm by, not. By, by trim it up, it's like dozens of hours of like using surgical shears to like cut all the little sharp plastic bits off. Yeah. Well, no, I, I want to go back to this 501 because this is not just a bunch of people that get dressed up. You yeah, guys go do a bunch no, of we do really charity, cool and here, charitable events. Here they do yeah. a lot of, uh, so our biggest charity that we do is um, Seattle, Seattle Children's. Children's. And we raise, I don't even know, what did we raise this last I Emerald think it was City? close to $25,000. And so we did a big thing. And we did right. a big thing with uh, Microsoft's Tech Ready. They, they donated $10,000, I think, to that. And we've done... My favorite ones is when there's kids, because like when it's just adults or like, because Microsoft was like adults and drinking, and it's not quite as fun. But when there's kids, it's just like their faces lighting up, and especially when you talk to them, like because um, our very first, uh, they call them troops when we do them. Our very first one, uh, there was a handicapped boy there, and when he asked me what my name was, and I was like, oh, my name's Amanda, and he was like, there's a girl in there, and like their faces, they're just like, girl, <laughs> what? There's a girl, like I can't imagine that, and so it's like it's pretty fun, and then watching the kids dress up yeah. as well. Like it's definitely the charity is one hundred percent like why why we do the why we do the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, and you're one of the bad guys. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's it's interesting. I listen to you talk about it. Like I, how passionate you are, how much you know, like down to the details of things. And I know that's going to be you in like two years when it comes to the car. car. Yeah. yeah. Like this outlet head isn't quite right. There's just so much information <laughs> with the car, like going to the forms. It's so, and it was like that with the forms with the like building, like building the kits. It's like so overwhelming because there's so much information. And like, um, cause even I was looking about oil because I was like, I need to get an oil change. Cause I realized you change the oil to like for winterizing for the old cars. And so I was like, I need to do this. And I was like, I don't even know what kind of oil it cha- takes. And so I accidentally got on the Corvette forums and they're like, well, when I break my engine in, this is what I use. And then I use this one and all this other stuff. And I was like, I'm just gonna leave it up to, <laughs> to the guys at car connect. And I was like, I think, I think they'll do a good job. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Well, but your passion for what you do with the 501st and your cosplay, and I've seen some of your stuff. In fact, you even brought in your Sand Trooper helmet, which, ironically, you and I are big guys, and it actually fits my head, which is rare. So, I mean, you know, maybe that's my next hobby. We have, we have, that, <laughs> problem, yeah. we have that problem with a lot of the other ones because they have uh, Mano Mercs, which is like the Boba Fett-type characters. Uh, we've yet to find a helmet big enough to fit him. I think we have one coming. I feel your pain. And yeah. so, yeah, so that's, like, always the problem of, like, is it big enough? But that's something, like, for any hobbies we pick up, it's, like, 100%, like, let's go expensive and <laughs> Head big. first, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Rob Rob Dom has a, a – he, people have asked him about, you know, how do you do a successful video or whatever, and he's like, you you, you just become obsessed. That's how yeah. you succeed. You become obsessed. And yeah, I think he's right for the most part because the hobbies like that. If you want to stand out in a hobby. He said obsessed. I thought he said obese. I'm on the <laughs> wrong track. Um, so, so tell me uh, about the differences, though, between uh, so far. I mean, when you first got into cosplay together as a couple versus getting into the car community together, what do you think? Uh Car, car community is a little same, less. Some things are different. Cosplay is a little weird. Like people, <laughs> so I don't. I'm not. Less. I'm not a larper. I don't get into character. And we have a couple. Uh, we have a couple Vaders that like get into character or like the other cosplay community. Because like I've done other stuff, they get really into character. And I do have a Sailor Moon, and I can't. Because in the car community, there's not. It's like we, or we haven't encountered any people that they adopt a personality to match their car. Right? I am a Corvette. I <laughs> will be a Corvette. Right. You don't see people. Cars going, is real. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, there's there's not people that act like they're James Dean, like regardless of the car that they drive. But uh, I haven't encountered any. But uh, <laughs> I get the people you should meet. But but that's that's a little bit that's different, right? Is like uh, some people in the communities we come from before, are like obsessed to the point where it kind of saps all the fun out of it, and it gets a little weird. And so you know, we've enjoyed more like the building part or the charity aspects of it and uh, you know that's something that we see is definitely in the the car shows right there's car shows where they have like charitable events and stuff like that uh, and people that are extremely passionate about you know, or working if you're, on or, or I, think you can, I think you can relate the people that think they're Lord Vader and the guy that told you how to buff your car yeah. as the same group <laughs> like I, mean, I, th- I think there might be a father-son thing going yeah. on there so the only parallel I can draw is you get that guy who thinks his car makes elevates him right yeah. he buys that as an extension to compensate for his lack of personality and those good but those guys are shunned by the majority of the car community Truck like, people. yeah what? whereas in the cosplay community not so much like we yeah. have we have some people because we've kind of shied away from some of the cosplay stuff because there's some people that just they take it to the are extreme. take it to the stream and they're very negative and they're like clicky and all that stuff and it's like kind of in the car world like if you're a big jerk everyone's like like your car can be here, but we don't want you here, kind of thing. Yeah. So especially in the Northwest, those people, those kind yeah. of guys get weeded out real fast. And you guys have witnessed it throughout the shows you've been through. Oh yeah, um, doing burnouts. And it's well, yeah, it's burnouts. <laughs> <laughs> we start on that, you know. But it, yeah, people people that disrespect the community are are asked to leave, and I'm right. and I'm assuming that happens in the cosplay community. Sort of. Your, the cosplay stuff really excites me. I, I don't know for some reason. Like, there's a part of me that I couldn't throw myself in like they do, but I would love to do it. And now that I know I can find a helmet that fits, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun. I mean, I I think it's always, I've always been a total geek ever since I was a little kid. So I've always loved that stuff. I'm like way before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Still is. So you're technically right. <laughs> no. So uh, have you joined any groups in the car community? Oh. Just the, we're with the Northwest Classic Chevy Club. Right. They, yeah, it's so big. Um, so the, yeah, and we big. haven't been to the meeting yet because they do a meeting every third Thursday, I think, down at the Triple X. We just haven't gotten down there yet. Yep. You're yeah. thugs. Yeah. 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 You're, then, you're, you're some of like our unofficial. newest members of the thug community, so yeah, that's we've good. We've been regulars at Exotics at Redmond. Uh, 
haven't uh, signed her name in blood anywhere, but uh, yeah, we're, we're there all the time. That's what we're doing coming. after the podcast. And I'm <laughs> we're, not good with, we're not good you, with knives. You get initiation. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> we well, you guys have certainly made a good impression there because the community is, has picked up on you and your car very quickly, and it's always been nice. I see you guys always, you know, opening up your car and like, people sitting in it if they really want to, especially the kids. That's my favorite part, that's, too. That's, yeah, because, yeah, like, yes, we had our, I think it was the first the first time at Exotics with it, there was a little girl that came up, and she was like, oh, like, she's like, I like this car, and I was like, it's my car, and she just, her eyes got big of, like, I can be a girl and own a car and then her little brother had asked about the seatbelts because he didn't see that they were up over the thing and I was like oh they're lap seats I was like just get in the car because like what's the worst they're gonna do get boogers on the cars or fingerprints and like <laughs> yeah. you know they're not they're not gonna do anything with the with the car so let them fingerprints yeah I get so, it. like you know because like I don't want to be that person that like the kid like be like oh don't touch my car like be that person and then the kid remembers like every time that like oh I don't like these cars and I don't like coming to the show because people yell at me and stuff like that and it's like you know God, they kids are they kids are kids I mean, or some, some yeah. of the kids that show up to the car shows too like that might be the only thing they do that weekend or that month or for for a very long time so they try to be kind of the people that show up and uh i don't know it's it's just really fun getting to meet new people yeah that's always my favorite favorite thing about favorite people at the show are definitely the kids because when you when you open the door and you tell them they get sitting in They're and like, they are big car kids and they've yeah. been playing with their hot wheels all weekend and that that look on their face man it, nothing beats it that excitement and I was that kid I was totally that kid and I was so excited when my brother's friends or whatever would bring over their cars and they'd let me sit in it or rev it up a little bit like that just blew my mind when I was a little kid well and I've said this a lot and you're absolutely right we are getting in this community and, and throughout the United States car girls yeah thank god <laughs> the, the phrase car guy is is, is going away which I love I, I mean some and it's about time we have some incredible female drivers in this and you I yeah. count you a part, a part of that he, but, look, he always has people come up to him and he's like oh your car your car and he's like no it's no, her car so I'm like car. in the back no. wiping it down or I'm like yeah yeah car peoples Car, car peoples. peoples, yeah. <laughs> car person. Absolutely. Well, let's take a small break, and uh, we'll come back right after this. All right. And we're back. So one more question. Amanda, I wanted to ask you, since you are new to the car scene, but also a woman in the car scene, that is a big difference. It, it, we're glad to see it coming, becoming more popular. But if you were going to tell other girls who want to get into the car scene, and you're doing it right, I have my own opinions, but I don't feel like I can validate them enough as a man. Um what do you think? What would you tell another woman who wants to validate get cars? Val- validate no, Dan. Validate Dan. No, don't validate me. No, <laughs> tell me. Educate me because that's what I really want to hear. Like, other, I say just go do it. Like, go go buy that car. Like, I don't know. Go buy that car you want to buy. Because, like, there's so many, I feel like there's so many, like, like maybe that's kind of, like, what keeps women from maybe wanting to join the community and stuff because it's, like, all oh, guys. And, like, I was fine being, like, you know, bros and stuff like that. Cause like in the army, like, like, like females in the army are like pretty scarce. There's like, I was in a unit of, gosh, it was like 200 of us and we had like five females. And so like, you're like, I'm more used to being around the guys and stuff like that. And so, um, I'm trying to think, um, like I, I moderate a few groups and I always have to regulate some idiots. A girl make a comment, a normal comment. Then it's like a hundred comments of some, not some, there's actually quite a few guys who are just, feel like they have to mansplain, like as you said earlier. Oh, like, yeah, mansplain. Oh, it, it's, it, I hate the term, but it's true. But I understand. It describes like, it so well. I hate it, Or but it's, it's like accurate. when the article came out about the Lamborghinis in Seattle, and she was like, oh, the men. And, like, uh, I remember me and another another lady on your Facebook were like, uh, can't women have Lamborghinis? We don't make enough money to make Lamborghini, like buy Lamborghinis or drive a Lamborghini. Like, I would want a Lamborghini if I could afford one. I'd probably be scared <laughs> to death to drive it. But, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> like, that's my thing is, like, I don't know. They shouldn't let it, like, just go and do what you want to do. And you just kind of have to, like, I would say most guys are, most guys are fine. Like, granted, you're going to have some that, like, want to explain stuff. But usually when they find out, especially, like, I want to get more into, like, fixing the engines and more of the mechanical stuff. And so I think it maybe almost intimidates guys. Like, some guys, they're just like, oh, like, girls, girls can't do this. I'll just say, like, don't limit yourself. Yeah, go out and do. Like, if you want to do it, do it. Like, there's, I don't know. You were such a lucky guy. Nothing. You married so well. Well, yeah. (laughs) Our first car show I got proposed to by another guy because I was like, yeah. I was like, he doesn't agree, but I was like, we should knock down the living room wall and build the garage bigger and get another car. And this guy was like, can can I marry you? Can I come home with you? (laughs) You're going to get that a lot. So it's good Keep that him on his toes. It's good that he's like the voice of reason because otherwise our whole house would be like we would have just an upstairs and the downstairs would be like kitchen and garage. <laughs> so it's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> you have a sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, maybe you should join and spread this message like gospel because that's what we need. <laughs> well, I really want to thank you guys for being here. Uh, I and just enjoy the dynamic you guys have, and it was great to get a, a new perspective. Because we've been doing this for so long, it's it's you don't meet a lot of people that are new to the scene. You meet a lot of people who just moved from one scene to the next. So we really appreciate taking the time. Yeah, you know, and, a, and a, like I said, especially being new and 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 having your own first girl car. You know, girl car. Girl car. <laughs> so let me ex- let me explain purple. to you what a girl car is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming, guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.